Hey everyone, thank you for joining Love Talks today. On this podcast, I just have one of the most incredible women of God I've ever met. Her name is Kim West, and she is just many things in my life. Just a dear, dear friend, and just knowing her has been such a blessing. She's um, launching a ministry called Nana's House. And just she she has her hands in quite a few things and quite a few things coming up. Thanks for joining us today, Kim. Well, thank you for inviting me, Danielle. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good talk. So we've actually been talking about handing over the wheel to Jesus and, and letting go of control and, and what it kind of looks like um, to not sit in the driver's seat, but actually sit in the passenger seat and let God drive and and what that kind of looks like. And I would just love to hear, you know, maybe your heart on like the realness of what surrender looks like. But before we go there, maybe going back a bit, how long have you been walking with the Lord? I have been walking with the Lord for about 40 plus years. Um, when I was first saved, it was when I was around 20 years old. It was not the life-changing uh, encounter. I mean, I knew that I was saved and I knew Jesus was real, but I didn't know how to live my life for him. And so since then, it has been a process of learning how to let him love me, how to let him lead me, and how I can let go to have his will instead of mine. That's good. I mean, let's just talk about what you what was highlighted to me is what you said, letting him learn, let, learning how to let him love me. And that is definitely something that takes quite a while. That's a journey in itself is, is learning how to be loved by God. Do you feel like that was something that was hard for you or was that kind of just an easy thing to receive? It was very hard for me. Um, I grew up um, with extreme rejection and criticism all the time. And so, of course, the enemy tells me that Jesus doesn't love you. He doesn't want you to have anything. You know, he could personally care if you succeed in anything or not. So once I became saved and I had the realization that there are all these promises in his word, there are all these words that he speaks that are for the whole body, but somehow I still believed I was the exception, that they weren't for me, they were for you and they were for everybody else, but they weren't for me. So I would sit on the sideline cheering when you succeeded, when you got what you prayed for, when others got their promotions or, or, you know, dreams and desires. But for me, I never had the courage to believe for myself. I never would pray for myself. I never could accept that anything good would happen to me. So I've learned that, you know what, his promises are for me. And by letting him love me and proving to me that he is real his love is real i receive from him all the time now and that i know that i know that his heart is so for me 
that I can do anything he asked me to do. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, for people, when, when I have conversations and podcasts like this, we get to talk about all these great things of where we've arrived. But the reality is, like, how long do you feel it took you to get to that place of actually being able to receive his love? Was it an overnight thing where you just had this, like, aha moment? Or did it take some time? Oh, no, it's been a process. It's probably taken me oh gosh probably 20 years to get to the point where I am today because I would feel his love come in and I would run I'd shut it down I would I would say no this is not true because it's going to go away like everybody else did you know I've all I knew was rejection and so here he's trying to love me and I'm saying no you're just going to reject me too so not even going there but little by little he broke down my wall He broke down my resistance and he said, daughter, I love you. Let me prove it. And he kept telling me how faithful he is, that he would never reject me. He would never abandon me. He would never forsake me. And I finally got to the end of myself and I said, okay, Lord, I have nowhere else to go. I have nothing else I can do. I've literally come to the end of myself. And if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. And believe it or not, he came through big time. So, I mean, this is, you know, sometimes when we think of surrender or giving up control, we think of like a moment where we're like, I'll go to the nations or I give you my life, Jesus. But this in itself, you know, this this process of allowing God to love you was really um, a, a total act of surrender like you you had to get to a point where you were at the end of yourself and you had to wave your white flag and you know I think that a lot of times people especially in this day and age are so wounded and hurt um by other you know like women are wounded by other women you know just people are wounded by people the church is wounded by the church what would you say to somebody that's listening today that is scared of believing that the promises that they see everybody else receiving are actually for them too. I would say, first of all, acknowledge that you doubt. I mean, yeah. just get real get with real. yourself that you have mm-hmm. trouble, that, that, you know, you, you, you want to believe it, but you're afraid and you take that fear and you take that doubt and you go to God and you pray and you say, Lord, I want to believe you. I want to trust you. I want to be blessed by you. And I want to be loved. Show me. And he will. It's that easy, really. We don't have to work for it. It is. We just, we just ask. No. (laughs) It's a free gift. I mean, it's so beautiful. And the more you do it and the more he responds, the easier it is to go back and say, wow, thank you, Lord. Now I've got this situation. What do I do here? I, I really need you to intervene. I really need you to, to show me what to do. Or, you know, this situation, somebody's being mean to me. How do I, how do I handle this? And it, whatever you're dealing with, the Lord's there for you. He will do it. He is with you in everything. But we just have to let him in. I think that is the biggest step. I think, you know, I've been talking a lot on the last two, part one and part two, about this concept of, you know, before 
Jesus before, you know, when we're in the world, we are the driver of our own vehicle and we think we have it together, you know, but the reality is, is we get to choose to sit in the passenger seat. When you're in the passenger seat of a car, you get to, you know, hit that little bar on the side of your seat. You can recline back. You can look out the window and enjoy the landscape. You really can just take time to receive and but the hardest thing is really making that choice to not be in control and when you're hurt and you're dealing with these emotions of rejection or abandonment or discouragement or disappointment or doubt i mean doubt is a huge one you know sometimes we don't even know we're doubting um but when you're dealing with all of that sometimes the hardest part is just admitting it (laughs) and going to god you know because for some reason you know i think i think I don't know, maybe I think that people really feel, because I know in my own life, when I've hit these walls, and it's even conversations we've had, like, I'll feel like it's a personal failure, you know, and, and keep coming up against that lie that you're you're a failure, or you're, you're messing up, or you're, you know, when in reality, you're actually gaining ground by just laying it at God's feet. So is there ever a time where you just felt like I think I'm gonna give up and I'm pretty much done with this or have you always been pretty steadfast and um I there was one time and this proves that God has a sense (laughs) of humor he just he he knows everything that's on the inside of us anyway our our story is already written and he knows how we're gonna act how we're gonna react (laughs) He, you know, so you just soon be honest with him and tell him how you're feeling. So in my my early days of being a Christian, of being saved, I didn't understand. I didn't have a good understanding of what it meant and what his part was, what my part was. And I believed that um, if you tithed, you know, we were taught if you when you tithe, you're going to get tenfold back or a hundredfold back, whatever it is. And so I had been faithful. I'd been tithing and tithing and tithing. And our expenses kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I got so frustrated. I came in one day and I, it was from church. I came in and I took all of my Bibles. I took all of my praise music. I took every book I had and I shoved them all in a box. I threw them in a closet and I shut the door and I said, there, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And he let me just have that little temper tantrum. And then he spoke and he said, it may look like I have not returned to you, but what you don't see is what I've protected you from. You didn't see that I sustained your car. You didn't see that I stopped your hot water tank from going out. You didn't see that I kept you healthy so that you didn't have medical expenses. He said, you are receiving back. And I'm like, I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, he is faithful. But yeah, that was that was the one time that I was going to give up and like, no, can't do it now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, he pretty much he really showed <laughs> off on that one. And I think, too, sometimes, you know, I mean, that's just a whole different level of understanding and surrender again is, you know, surrendering our ideologies and our expectations of what it looks like and how God's going to move in our life. Um, 
you know, sometimes we have these thoughts that, you know, if I do that, you know, like maybe God will speak to you. If you do this, you know, something's going to happen. Not that that's why we do things, but, you know, God will speak to you. And then you have this expectation of how it's going to look. But in reality, he's sometimes in the details. So, so deeply in the details that you really have to have a keen eye to be able to see the, the magnitude of what he's doing and even the little things that actually are super important so that that's a very good point because he has finally gotten me to the point where it's all about trust you do what he tells you to do you do what he's leading you to do what he lays on your heart and you trust him you do what he asks you do what you what what you believe he is leading you to do and then you trust him with the results all i can do is say yes lord here's my yes and i'm going to trust you and i'm going to do what you ask and the results are not up to me i am going to let him work that out so if he asks me to give money to somebody or to to you know to help someone or to the church or whatever i will give it whether i see anything back and return to me or not i'm still being obedient and i'm doing what he asked me to do and all i can do is give him my yes and say there yeah you know i know he's there i know he's in it right and so for those that are younger in the faith you know because you are definitely a mother of the faith that's what I feel like God said while you're talking. <laughs> but, you know, as a mother of the faith, you know, I think my question to you, you know, just to help out people, like I said, that are younger um, in, in knowing Jesus and in trusting him. What do you do when you come up against doubt or disappointment? And I don't mean what are the principles? I mean, what do you do, you know, just in relationship? What does somebody do if they're, you know, believing and it's just they're getting weary and tired or disappointment sets in or doubt sets in? Like, what is what is something that you find yourself doing when you run up against those things? When I when I run into disappointment and doubt and it always it, it always hits you, you always have to deal right. with it. We all do. Um, for me, I will go to the word. I will praise. I will get into praise and say, God, you've never uh, never let me down. You've never been one that let me suffer. You've never withheld any good thing. I love you for who you are. I praise you for the answer, even though I don't see it. But I will go into praise and just decree and declare who he is and what he's already done and what his promise is. I'll read the word and I'll decree it, declare it, and just stand on that. And then I'll just spend a lot of time in prayer. So basically what you're saying just is listening. you're reminding yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's good. That's good. I think so. oftentimes we try to make it so complicated, you know, or I even think that when doubt and disappointment come in as we're surrendering, I mean, it generally comes in when we're taking a step of surrender, when we're, when we're really laying our hearts bare before the Lord, these things try to come in, you know, and, and, and bring us you know, into a place of, of questioning God. And oftentimes it also tries to bring confusion and makes us feel like that we have to do something. You know, there's something to do in reality. Like you're saying, you just worship him and, and read his word and just spend time with him. And it really is that simple. It, it really is. It's not any more difficult than that. Because if you just spend time with him, 
whether you're in his word, in his presence, or praising him, if you just spend time, you're going to be calm, you're going to be peaceful, and you're going to know. I mean, he, he is going to speak in a way that you can hear him. And you're not, you, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be confused or in chaos. It just comes off of you. It's just, un, it's hard to describe. But the, when things get hard and when you, as you said a minute ago, when you're stepping out in faith, the enemy is absolutely going to step in and try to stop you. And fear and confusion is one, um, you know, couple of ways that he'll try to do that. And so when you, the, the harder he pushes, the more you have to draw into the Lord, the, the more time you have to spend with him to stay grounded in the truth to have victory of right, and it's just really remaining in rest like the more you the more That's you rest it. i mean even take a nap i think it just irritates you know just all the forces of darkness because you're just resting in your father's arms you know on another topic on a you know same topic different conversation i just you know what have you well i know for me when i came to jesus i had this heart of stone like for me personally i had been so hurt and wounded by people i didn't even recognize the level of hardness of my heart and that resulted in me crying for four and a half years (laughs) like you know just god would come in with his presence and again i would just surrender my heart to him this is all about handing over the wheel and i didn't know what to do like i knew that my heart was hard i knew that Um, my heart was wounded Um, but the father just came in such beautiful times you know and just spoke his truth over me and I don't know did you ever experience that did you ever experience a time where you know you, you just knew that you needed work done but you couldn't do it and God just came in and just overwhelmed you with his presence Gosh, there's been so many times. Um, and maybe you even in those moments refuse to listen to him. <laughs> Be- yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, when, when I was about to enter into a relationship, the Lord told me, he asked me not to do it. He said, this is not what I want for you. But I was in so deeply, I didn't know how to stop it. I didn't know how to turn it around. And I felt like I had to go forward. There were so many people involved. There were so many things going on. And I I, I just had to do it. And I, I felt bad. I knew I was doing the wrong thing where I should have just taken him at his word and said, okay, you know what? Not doing it. We're over. We're it. You know, this is it. But I couldn't. And I suffered yeah. for it. I mean, there were that. But sometimes, you know, he's still there. I mean, even though you do something you know you're not supposed to or you, the, that's not the best for you, he's still there. And he's still going to help you. He's still going to bless you. And he's still going to honor your decision. Mm, that's good. Yeah, and that's good. And I think, too, it goes with Romans 8, 28. Like, he uses all of our bad decisions. <laughs> oh, good. yeah. And he really does have a huge mop, you know, that um, that he uses to really 
clean up the messes that we make and he's so faithful and before we go i really do want you to pray for people i want i I just really felt the lord touching on this rejection issue today and you know just people maybe that are having a problem you know letting you know just being vulnerable and letting god into their hearts but before we do that could you talk to us just a little bit about nana's house and in the vision and just cast a little vision so people can when i post the website they can kind of get an idea of what god is doing through you in this in this and next and upcoming season uh well thank you for asking about that uh nana's house cincinnati is a ministry for widows with i'm gonna say school-aged children and these are women whose lives have been tragically altered in the the death of their husband or their their spouse their partner and the enemy thinks that he has destroyed their lives he has destroyed the call on their life he has taken their home he's taken their family and they have nowhere else to go they have nothing else they can do but the lord is saying no there is hope I'm here to restore them. I'm here to give them their hope. And I'm here to make sure that they know what their destiny is. And so we partner with widows and their children to help them come out from under the lies that they've believed to to, um, step ahead of the trauma and start living again how to seek the Lord, how to have relationship with Him, how to have fellowship with Him and other believers to where they have a new life. They can step into their new life in the right way, in a positive way, uh, with His guidance for what He has written for their life. Yeah, that's so amazing. Jesus absolutely talks about taking care of the widows and the orphans. And that's what you're doing with this. Um, Is there a place on your website when people go, there will be a link, like I said, in the podcast details, but is there a place where people can partner with the vision or donate to help you with this mission? Yes, we have a donate page on our website. And the website is nanashouse.cincy, C-I-N-C-Y. I'm sorry. It's nanashousecency.com and um, that was the email address I was trying to give you but it's nanashouse.com okay. nanashousecency.com I'll get it right in a minute that's fine and, we'll put uh, it in the details <laughs> yeah but um, they can click on that and donate uh, we appreciate anything and everything our next campaign is for Bibles and Boots with boots for the snowy weather and the wet spring that we have we're looking forward to blessing um, the whole family with this this footwear and we want to make sure that everybody has a bible every family member mom and all the children and so um, you can go to our website and um, just see what we've been doing and how we've been operating and you can contact me there's a contact page if you want to volunteer if you're in the cincinnati area we'd love to have you we would love to have you partner with us amen well if you would like to just close out in some prayer for whatever the holy spirit leads it would be such an honor and thank you so much for talk having a talk today and just sharing your heart and being vulnerable so that other people can grow from our experiences okay 
Well, thank you for the opportunity, Danielle. This has been great. I just uh, love being in partnership yeah. with you right now. Just love you so much. I love you too. So, um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now. And we thank you for all those who are wanting to trust you. Lord, I just pray you would come into their lives, come into their hearts, and show them, Lord, just how loving you are, how much you love them. And I pray that everyone that he's dealing with would lay down their resistance, would lay down their objections, would lay down all their excuses and say, yes, Lord, show me, bless me. I want to be blessed. I need you. Father, I just ask that you would open doors, that you would give opportunities, that you would close the wrong doors, Father God. I pray that you would raise people up, that you would give them jobs and promotions that they're looking for and desperately need. Father God, I pray that you meet needs right now that could only come from you. Father God, I just pray for miracles to be released. And I ask, Lord, that lives are changed. Pray, Lord, that you would move with such strength and such compassion that people know without a doubt that it's you, that it's only because of your hand moving that their situation changed. And so, Father, I just um, ask for an exchange between hearts and your spirit, that they would receive you wholly and completely, and they would know you in a way they've never known you before. Speak in a way that they can hear and understand. And I just thank you, Lord, for how you bless as only you can. And we just give you all the glory now praise in jesus holy name amen well thank you so much and everyone out there thank you for listening and shine brightly beloved thank you